Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio and our co-host today, Marco Farrell. Marco Farrell. Um, and it's not a coincidence that his email address is love. Have. No, have. H-A-V-E and then the number two. Number two. Fish. Have to fish. Well, that's pretty much sums up uh, Marco. <laughs> and uh, again, Marco does, you know, probably more... Um, Fishing underwater than above, but he's uh, he's a great guy. We're going to have fun. We're going to start off right now. We've only got a couple minutes for the introduction, but we have the pleasure of, you know, I kind of joke around a little bit, but I think his uh, official title is Director of Product Development for Berkeley Bates. Um, but I would say he's the lead scientist, and he's the one that invented Gulp and almost the other everything that you can think of and he has an office i think about 10 stories underground in a bunker you know someplace back in the east coast where he does his top secret laboratory john uh, johnny are you there i sure am john okay all right is that is that pretty close i mean no, it's maybe exaggeration but that's kind of close yeah. isn't it yeah we're we're more centrally located we're in the middle of the country in the midwest but I'm not quite ten stories underground. Our our fish tanks and stuff that we uh, go for underwater studies and viewing are about uh, fifteen feet underground. So, oh. Yeah, we're a little ways under. <laughs> but uh, no, fascinating stuff. Anyway, um, we've only got uh, uh, a few minutes or a few seconds right now. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back with you. And if there's anybody that knows anything about fish, feeding habits, the physiology, what attracts them, what distracts them, um, John is a very interesting guy. And we're actually going to spend two segments. That, um, the first two segments, the 10 and 12 minute, which we don't normally do, but this is important stuff. So, John, if you could, I think you're in the car uh, driving, but um, we're going to go ahead and get back with you in just a couple of minutes. And uh, we're looking forward to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Marco Farrell, our uh, premier co-host today. Marco, thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to have some. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Marco, let me. I don't know if you've talked to John Pock now or not. Let me introduce him real quick. Um, I think the official title is uh, Director of Product Development. And I consider him the lead scientist for Berkeley Bates. Uh, John knows pretty much anything there is to know because he has to in order to find out, you know, how to, you know, attract and catch fish. You have to understand fish and you have to understand, you know, what they're looking for and why. And and John does primarily, you know, this, the baits and soft bakes. I, I believe he even actually invented gulp. Um, which is, you know, tr- trend, you know, it was five, six years ago. It, it, anyway, it, it just completely um, transformed. Everybody's coming up with all these great ideas that are guaranteed to catch fish. Well, John doesn't make those kind of claims. He just makes stuff that really works. John, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Well, thanks, John. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the nice things you've said, and uh, uh, I don't know that I'm the expert that you purport me to be all the time, but I have spent 30 years of my life uh, dedicated to working in this industry and developing products so people like you and I and Marco can go out and have a good time on the water. Yeah. Well... (laughs) You know, you. I, I, I appreciate your, um, your being, um, you know, kind of not bragging about what you do. But you know, I can't think of anybody 
that has the background, knowledge, and experience in the science that you have. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's First of all, what you do is create and continually improve the Bates that Berkeley, which is, you know, it's, they've got to be far and away the biggest. Um, you know, you go to any store and half the shelves are devoted to Berkeley uh, for a lot of different reasons and mainly because it works. So let's uh, start with a little bit with, um, let's start with the fish, John. Now, if you, there are a lot of different kinds of fish, and some of them are, you know, most fish are basically predators, and they normally eat other fish. Uh, and then you've got some fish like uh, maybe a catfish or a sturgeon that are kind of bottom suckers. And then trout, of course, are, you know, you know they, they like to eat things that are alive. And bass, you know, obviously, they, you know, they like to eat trout. <laughs> but uh, uh, so what you're trying to do using uh, bait that is not what they think it is, but you have to make them think it is what they think it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Okay. That's exactly what we try to do. Yeah. In so, order to catch a fish, you need to fool them or make them believe whatever you're presenting to them or in front mm -hmm. of them mm -hmm. is something that uh, we go on the premise of what they want to eat. So we mm -hmm. try to fool their sight, their sense of lateral lines of vibration, the sound, and also the olfactory or the smell stimuli mm -hmm. also. So all of those, the more these right. you can stimulate, the easier it'll be to catch that fish. Well, you know, primarily, you know, fish, you know, they they survive by eating, mostly by eating other fish. But, uh, um, and, you know, some, like in particular bass, they might go after something because they're hungry, or it just could be a reaction strike. Uh, but primarily, well, you actually, Berkeley doesn't make a lot of hard baits, too, which would be kind of fall into the uh, uh, the latter category. But uh, without getting too far off and try and keep focused a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about the fish themselves, how they identify what they're looking for. And fish have faces, but I've never seen one with a nose. Uh, so, how, you know, when you talk about olfactory, how does that work? Well, they've got uh, nasal passages similar to other animals on this uh, planet. Mm -hmm. It's just theirs don't protrude out. They're more uh, passages that are flush, normally just right uh, below yeah. in front of their eyes or between their eyes type thing. Uh -huh. But, but uh, fish in general use... Olfactory is also is uh, taste and smell, and mm -hmm. humans also use taste and smell kind of as one. But That's fish right. use it more often because mm -hmm. it's in the water with them. Yeah, I mean you've heard the adage about uh, if you can't smell, um, it's an apple and an onion may taste the same. Yeah, very very true. Mm -hmm. But uh, so let's kind of go into that then. First of all, you're talking about their, you know, their their sensory system and how do they identify these things? You mentioned lateral lines, um, olfactory, and I would assume that uh, taste is something they find in their mouth. I mean, that sounds, may sound like a stupid question. It seems obvious, but is it? No, you. I think you're a little bit. Uh 
more in tune to it than you think, John, because fish's taste buds aren't generally just inside their mouth. That's where we as anglers or we as humans would naturally believe because that's mm-hmm. where ours are. Right. But fish actually have them, uh, for instance, largemouth bass can even have them on the outside of their mouth, on their lips hmm. and that type of stuff, so that they don't have to really open their mouth to taste something. Hmm. They can actually just touch it with their lips and be able to taste it, whereas a fish that very much relies on their sense of taste because of their environment and things, like a catfish, they we kind of refer to them as a swimming tongue because a they what? That taste like, catfish. We call them a swimming tongue. A swimming tongue. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Because they've got taste buds all along their underbelly. Oh. They don't even have to open their mouth or get their head by it for the most part. Uh-huh. They just have to swim over it. And make contact, hmm. and they can taste it. Interesting. Yeah, uh, sturgeon. Sturgeon also have yeah. little barbells that they. Yeah. Well, they're kind of. They don't. You know. They usually just suck. You know. I'm not going to say clams and yeah, stuff well, off the bottom. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I was, was going to use a different term, but suck like stuff off the bottom. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> but uh, and you know, I don't. Is there a category for you know for that type of a fish? And what are some of the other sport fish that would be similar to like a catfish or a sturgeon? There's a number of two. Uh, a majority of the fish have taste buds on the outside of their uh, mouth also. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on which uh, type of fish and the degree of it. We, we touched on kind of the extremes of it, the, the catfish and the uh, largemouth bass, which are mm-hmm. two kind of mm-hmm. uh, opposite ends, and uh, the sturgeon with the barbels, and you've got mm-hmm. carp with barbels, and even the catfish have barbels. So anything in those types of families would have extended taste buds mm-hmm. also. Okay. Uh, well, John, we got a, a not much time left in this segment, but uh, another question for you. Uh, sure. Fishing for halibut in Alaska, what you do is you normally anchor up and you put down this huge glob. And now, uh, halibut, they like to eat the salmon that swims upstream, spawns and dies and washes back into the, you know, the salt water. And um, you know, normally what you do is you get some stinky bait, which smells like salmon, maybe put some, you know, some scent on it, and you put it down and you wait 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And these halibut will come in from actually quite long distances. And once they're there, you know, you got to keep the scent on the bottom to keep them coming. And um, so... You know, obviously they're, you know, they can, I don't know what their range is, how far they can find this stuff, but can you comment on that? Well, I can comment in that uh, I can relate to to exactly what you're talking about. I actually try to do that trip every year and get some firsthand experience, and we have done some some studies and some testing with that with underwater cameras Mm -hmm. on halibut in Alaska, and a lot of them... Uh, not only will follow the uh, scent, depending on the mm-hmm. tide or if mm-hmm. you're at a, a little stream inlet or whatever, right. they will actually follow it to the bait yeah. and and uh, you catch them that way. But even if they are sleeping on the bottom yeah. and you drop something down there that's got the right scent or It'll flavor, wake them up, you've huh? actually yeah. watched them okay. wake up and okay. come over to All right. Well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to stop right now and take a break, but we're going to come right back with you. we got more time. We appreciate all this. Very interesting stuff. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. 
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. There's a boat race down the river There's a slow boat on my mind Everybody's going like crazy And I'm taking my own sweet time Hey, Willie. I'll drift down Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio along with uh, Marco Farrell. And if there's anything that you want to know about any type of fishing, especially on the West Coast, above and below the water, uh, you can send him an email. It's a pretty, pretty tough one. It's have, which, you know, he has to fish. So it's have, number it, two, fish. And that's at gmail.com. gmail.com. Have H- to fish. H-A-V-E, the numeral two, fish, at gmail.com. And if you happen to want to buy some real estate in California, you can help you with that. Anyway, we've got John Prochnow on the line. Now, John, we're talking a little bit about physics of fishing. So just real quick summary of about how, what a fish has um, 
to let them know what's in their surroundings and, you know, what is something that they want to eat. So, you know, we well, talked about, you know, they do have olfactory, but not necessarily, a, you know, a nose like we have. And you mentioned a lot of fish. Actually, uh, you, I think you called the uh, 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 catfish a swimming tongue because they can just swim over something and taste it. Uh, so kind of let's go real quickly. Physiology about, um, let's see, we we're talking about smell, uh, sight, vibration, is basically the senses they use. Is that correct? Yeah, the first one they use is the sight, and you are correct, John. They do have all those sight, vibration, sound, taste, smell, and they use all of those, but the, depending on the environment they're in, sight usually is the first one that takes over mm-hmm. um, for certain species of fish, and uh, then when they come in closer contact, uh, the uh, vibration with the lateral lines mm-hmm. is, is next. And then you can think of things like smell mm-hmm. and then taste when they actually come in physical contact with mm-hmm. it. So that's the type of order that they generally mm-hmm. go into. And it varies from fish to fish slightly. Yeah. Well, of course, it depends on the water, too. I mean, if you're in deep water, there's no light. And if you're in murky water, the visibility is, you know, it's like maybe a foot. Exactly. Uh, by the way, how how is the sight of a fish? I mean, you know, you know about eagles, and some things are you know have incredible sight. Uh, how is uh, the sight of a fish compared to like a human eye? They they see things uh, differently. Uh, they don't see colors quite the same way we do. The rods and cones are a little bit different in their eyes, but they do see shades of uh, color. Mm-hmm. And things, and it varies by species of fish. Some mm-hmm. species of fish can actually see ultraviolet light hmm. at different stages in their light. Hmm. Others can't. So it does really vary, and then it varies on the type of fish. Like a catfish wow, has very poor eyesight, and a trout or a bass or a walleye has very good eyesight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I was I was just gonna tell a quick story. Whenever I've got somebody that wants to learn how to fish, my thought immediately goes to I'm gonna take them to the beach. I'm gonna grab some uh, gulp sandworms on the way to the beach because uh, it's pretty much instant. In fact, we uh, we we uh, affectionately call it crack because it, it just <laughs> works it, huh? so well. Yeah. And I've got a, a darn good chance that, uh, you know, the person, especially kids, I love to mm-hmm. take kids fishing, and mm-hmm. they're going to get a tug on the end of their right. line, whereas if you're fishing artificials or okay. other baits, it's it's not quite as guaranteed. Okay. Well, um, John, let's take a quick trip around because they're going to try and get as much information as we can. Is um, gulp? Or Berkeley makes bait for virtually everything. So, you know, we're thinking trout, bass, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, saltwater fish. um, And I think you're even actually, and of course, catfish and and things that are all completely different. Um, But um, I think you mentioned that you actually are even making a, a, a bait for ice fishing. Yeah, we sure are, John. That's one of the things that, uh, obviously, that's mainly freshwater fishing. But, yeah, we have concentrated on and made a line of ice fishing baits now, which have to have a little bit different chemistry behind them because you're you're dealing generally in uh, very cold water conditions. Yeah. 
I would think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, so kind of go over a little bit about the different baits for some of the different species and maybe add a few more. So in other words, what would you use if you're looking for trout, for bass, for catfish, for, uh, I don't know, Marco, name some other ones. But, uh, um, you know, of course, and then you're talking about East Coast stuff and then and saltwater. But kind of just give a quick idea about the different types of bait and what type of fish you'd be using them for. Sure. I'm going to hit the big categories or class of the baits. For instance, uh, trout bait and catfish, they're more of the prepared doe-type baits or putty-type baits that the, most of the anglers use on those. But uh, the trout will also respond to the uh, more spinner-type baits and the vibrational and the soft plastic. If you get into things like the... Uh, sea bass mm-hmm. and that type of stuff in the surf, the sand perch and things like that, calico bass, they'll mm-hmm. respond more to the, the molded plastic, soft plastic, soft mm-hmm. baits mm-hmm. like gulp and right. sandworms. Mm-hmm. Uh, bass fishing, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, very much oriented into uh, the soft plastics are the easiest to usually oh, catch yeah, them on. Yeah, worms. Because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. worm type shapes, mm-hmm. you bet. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, we mentioned catfish. Now, I've never really been a big catfish fan, but, you know, they're fun to catch and they're everywhere. I mean, I think every state in the United States has them and uh, probably in good numbers, usually in, in warmer water. But, you know, you think about, you know, the perfect catfish bait would be like rotting chicken livers. <laughs> and, you know, and this, in the uh, the bait you use for catfish, it's like if they'll eat this, I don't want to eat them. <laughs> but but uh, can you comment on that? I can, John. We've done a lot of testing on catfish recently and came out with our own light of uh, catfish baits in the power bait lineup, some dip baits and dough baits. And not always is it the most rancid smelling or the rottenest uh, type of uh, product out there. Well, we've found a lot of times for a number of the different species of catfish that a very fresh cut bait is oh. works exceptional. But what we've been able to do is design a bait, a dough bait, the dip bait, mm-hmm. taking the science and chemistry and technology of what we've learned and actually supercharge the chemicals that are coming out of these types of uh-huh. natural baits and in, infuse them into the dough baits and stuff that we market. Hmm. That's really interesting. It is. It's very interesting. And then, of course, you know, Berkeley is uh, part of Pure Sports that has virtually everything in the fishing world, you know, any kind of gear, any kind of bait, any kind of line. Good stuff, too. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, what you do is, is a, a little little bit more specific. Um, and there's just so many questions. Marco, do you want to? Yeah. Um, if, if somebody were going out, um, it, What's the best way to figure out what bait is the best mm. uh, for that that particular that day in that place? Right. Well, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. What I normally do is I check with the locals, the bait yeah. shops, and mm-hmm. things like that, see what they've been hitting on. Because if it's a top water hard bait bite, you sure don't want to be throwing a uh, hair jig with uh, gulp or plastic mm-hmm. on it. But uh, depending on uh, uh, that type and the, the season it is, mm-hmm. um, even the time of day. That, mm-hmm. yeah, and the time and the water clarity. Mm-hmm. So that all plays a big role in in what you should be throwing. But in general, 
soft plastic type of baits, gulp, power bait, molded. That's generally the easiest and the most productive because fish do not remember, and you're trying to fool them, remember. And mm-hmm. a hard bait, once they've hit on that, it's hard, it's full of hooks, it's stickly. They won't bite again on a hard bait for a number of days or weeks. Oh. Soft plastic, they'll bite on the next day even. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, if somebody, do you, do you ever take ideas from other local fishermen? I'm, I'm always thinking outside the box and trying unusual things. I love I love doing that. If somebody had something that really worked, could they contact you and 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 share share some of this with you? And, and do you, is that part of your development of, of uh, different scents is, is touching base? In other words, do you ever take input from uh, people that have what they think is a great idea? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, we do have a process for that, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes through the uh, corporate. It can be contacted through the website at uh, offshorefishing.com, mm-hmm. or it can be called into the uh, 1-800 number, and they will get mm-hmm. you to the proper yeah. place. Okay. And that, well, uh, we're, we're, we're just about out of time. One more thing we haven't talked about was pop, that's becoming popular, and you and I were talking about how popular it is in Europe, is uh, carp. Um, they're very difficult to get them to bite. Carp are a very, very finicky fish. After they've been caught a number of times, uh, they they are one of the hardest species we've ever dealt with in our labs in Spirit mm. Lake, Iowa. We have tested mm-hmm. them. They learn very quickly on the test procedure and are a very wary type of fish. So um, as much as people think they're just a... Uh, Stupid, uh, lazy fish, tr- yeah. Yeah, trash yeah. fish out there. They are one of the uh, most elusive once they've been pressured. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's the, the most memorable catch that you can think of, either the biggest or the craziest? Uh, what's, what's a memorable catch uh, that's for on? Myself, for myself personally, Marco? No, for your product. Mm-hmm. Oh, for our product? Oh, it's when that's easy. It's when we had first introduced the 7-inch power worm, uh-huh. and there were so many anglers that uh, didn't believe in it. And uh, there were so many anglers that did that weren't saying anything because there was a big money <laughs> one yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah. And so we just had to uh, sample and sample yeah. and sample so yeah. people Get tried people it. Try it. Yeah. And okay. we had a couple of our ambassador girls sent in a video, which was um, unheard of at that time because mm-hmm. there weren't okay. that many right. video cameras. Right. There was no cell phones. Yeah. And they actually had it on camera, a 7-inch... I yeah. believe it was Red Shad yeah. Power Worm right. that the bass, they Je- pulled right into the boat, and it wasn't even a hook. It wow. <laughs> Follow the bait. Anyway, John, we're going to have to go. We appreciate so much. I always look forward to having you. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be coming back talking about getting ready for fly fishing. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz. Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com, click on the order link, and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com, Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennig in studio with Marco Farrell, our co-host today. Uh, we've been talking to John Prock now, um, the uh, let's see, director of product development for Berkeley Bates. Basically, you know, he's a fish scientist, and he is, uh, you know, he's his job is to create the new, the best, whatever it takes to catch fish. We are going to introduce uh, Bart Lamoth from Ross Reels. Uh, he's, uh, you know, pretty much the main guy there, from what I can tell. But um, he, they do fly fishing. They make fly fishing reels, and he's an expert on fly fishing. And when um, Bart came on the line, I said, you know what, let's just uh, bring John on for another minute or two, because maybe Bart has some questions about what causes a fish to att- to attack a fly. But Bart... Why don't you go ahead and ask a question? Well, that was about it. You know, we yeah. we don't have scent. We don't have all those fun things that the uh, trout and fish pick up on. So I was going to ask John what he thought about uh, why they will take flies as opposed to, you know, without having that kind of extra extra sensory input with it. Yeah. John, are you there? John, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I am. And, He's uh, thinking. I've okay. got an uh, answer for you on that. And it was like we talked about a little earlier, 
fish's first line in clear water, especially, of seeing something or getting attracted to it is their sense of sight. And a fly on the top of the water just fluttering or you twitching it, making that uh, uh, distinction up there on top of the water catches their attention. And then it's up to you as those fly anglers is to be able to have that float, that line of float through the right uh, line and make them believe it's natural and it isn't something uh, out of the ordinary. And that's what gets them to actually strike. So you as fly fishermen have to do a lot more on your end to keep that fish to believe that what he's got up there is something mm-hmm. he really wants to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, what about nymph or, you know, uh, or, or going under the water with flies? Is it still that the would, same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're on the same thing, John. You're mm-hmm. looking at the site um, on that, and then you can get a little bit more into the vibration and things as the, the way it works mm-hmm. uh, underwater. But you're right, the scent and flavor mm-hmm. type thing doesn't play a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some people that do... I'll say uh, apply some things to their flies to get them to uh, work better. But mm-hmm. uh, I think you're still on the site, well, type of thing so, for the most part. Yeah, Bart, I, <laughs> I was going to have you ask the question. But earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, fish sensories, and one of them was color. So um, now we know that, you know, fly fishermen, they go to great extent um, about the colors that they use and why. So, Bart, would you have a comment on that, or is there a sure. question in there? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I always say when people are looking at what fl- you know, what fly should I use, you know, what's the most important thing, you know, I always go with, well, the size of the fly compared to the bug, and we're assuming we're matching the hatch here, mm-hmm. uh, the size of the bug, the life cycle, you know, be it uh, subsurface, above the water, oh. and then color, because uh, I'm sure John could apply, can attest that trout have both rods and cones and do see some level of color, uh, for sure. And so, it, on really picky rivers like the Delaware, where I grew up, um, is the difference between a light olive and a dark olive can be the difference between that fish taking the fly and, and not taking the fly. So it mm. definitely can be vital at times, but then again, I live in the Mountain West, where one of the best best flies we have, it looks like a grass with a purple body, mm-hmm. and I challenge you to find a purple grasshopper in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, John, do you have a comment on that, especially about colors and different types of fish you're after? I think he's, he's 100% on the money, and uh, the, the big thing, a lot of the fish, and I don't know for sure, trout, but contrast in the colors is very key to them in being able to see something, and they've always said, match the hatch, match the hatch. Well, Fish don't always see colors the same way we do, but they see contrast. And you may get a purple with a green back or a purple with a yellow back or whatever that looks more pronounced to them, that's easier for them to see, but uh-huh. it still looks natural, and you may catch more on that one. Oh, interesting. It catches their eye. And, and that's yeah. one of the things we like, you know, when we do streamers, so your your bait fish patterns, we love to have that red by the gills, to have that gill flash like a, a bait fish is you uh-huh. know, sucking in water to build up the oxygen to, to swim away. I, I found that makes a huge difference a lot of times with Interesting. Fish. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so obviously that would be a bigger fly. Um, 
Well, this is fascinating stuff, isn't it, Marco? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Makes me want to go fish. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, John, uh, we're going to let you continue on the way. Um, but, you know, we did mention that, you know, fish, different fish see things different ways. But uh, trout in particular, apparently they can determine color or at least, you know, you know light and dark um, in, in particular colors that appear to be natural but, but are quite visible. So, I don't know if there's... Bob, Bart, do you have any more questions before we let John go? No, I just wanted to say uh, thank, thanks for gulp, because I am one of those guys, when I carp fish, I do tend to dip my fly into a nice little jar of gulp to uh, <laughs> entice those carp to go after it a little more. Can you, can you do that? Can you be a purist and do that? I think if you're carp fishing, you're immediately out the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think Bart's right on track for that, and yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> no problem. All righty. All right. Thanks a lot, John. We hope to have you back again real soon, and we'll see. We'll come bring you back on and see what kind of new stuff you're coming out with this spring. Uh, All right. Thanks, Bart. Bart. Enjoy it. One of the things that we should be talking about right now, of course, is Ross Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this time of the year is generally the time that uh, fly fishing anglers uh, spend a lot of time in the garage or their hobby room or their bedroom or wherever they do this stuff, looking at all their gear, getting it ready, uh, trying to figure out what they need, what they want, maybe even tying flies for getting ready for the year. So uh, let's talk about that for a minute. And why don't you go ahead and just kind of uh, give us an idea what people should be doing this time of the year. You had pretty much all the bases right there, John. We, you know, this time of year, personally, I've got a tying bench in my basement. My buddies come over. We uh, enjoy a little single malt, and <laughs> I, have pattern, I have the patterns for the year. Some of them turn out better, you know, as we start with our first glass versus our last. Uh, but it's always good just to get out the gear, see what's going on, make sure there's no, you know, nothing wrong with it. You know, just spin your reels, check them out, take them apart, clean them. Most of your modern fly reels, and this is something that's very important that a lot of people miss um, that is very different from the conventional fishing market, is the majority of your fly reels uh, are all self-lubricating. So the big thing you do not want to do is spray some WD-40 in there. It just rinse off the the lubricant, yeah. Exactly. Well, what happened is your your drag is designed to create friction and Mm -hmm. therefore slow slow the fish down that way. If you put a lubricant in there, you remove the friction, so your drag ceases to function. Uh Interesting. That's 90% of anything we see come back for repair, that's what happens. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, we all grew up with conventional gear and firearms and knives, and what do you do? You're supposed to maintain them and oil them, and it's a little counterintuitive, but that's something for the listeners to really kind of pay attention to when they're cleaning for the year. Don't be greasing it up. A little bit of Windex and a paper towel is basically all you need. So, in other words, you don't really take it apart and, you know, and and, and lubricate. You just, you know, just kind of clean it and polish it and... That's it. You take the yeah. spool off of off of the frame. You can rinse it. I like I like distilled water because that'll pull anything out if I've been in the salt. Mm-hmm. And then just pull it out and let it air dry. I mean, that's really all you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty straightforward. And then if you do have something squeaky, you can again squirt a little Windex on it, rub it with a paper towel or a Q-tip, mm-hmm. and that's going to do ninety nine percent of the work for you. And okay. you know you're going to be rip roaring ready to go. Well, people that you know that do spend a, a fair amount of time, but even um, even if you don't go that often. And, um, you know, it could be all the next, you know, it could be five or six years later and you've got the same line on your rug. On your uh, rug. You beat me so, to it. So my next question is, obviously, why and when do you have to change line? Excellent question. That was the next bit of it. That's the most important thing that you can check, in all honesty, during the off season. 
if, especially always in one place you never want to skimp is fly line. You know, your fly line is the gasoline that drives the whole engine. You don't want to put diesel in a Ferrari, and that's why you don't want to put cheap fly line on any rod. Mm-hmm. You know, spend the money, get a decent fly line. Typically, if even a guy like me that's fishing, you know, 100 days a year, uh, I don't need to replace my line but every other year, mm-hmm. typically. Um, is what happens. Okay, as long as you store it in a nice, cool place, yeah. basically just in, honestly in your closet in your okay. house versus out in a car where it's going to get mm-hmm. baked in the sun, mm-hmm. heat and dry and right. are really what kill a fly line. Okay. That's what dries it out. Um, so, well, I, I would think when you talk about line, I, you know, I'm just kind of going you know, with what's off the top of my head. It seems mm-hmm. to me they're like basically three components. Uh, you get the tippet. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, or the mono, whatever you're using, that attaches to the fly. Uh, mm-hmm. You got the fly line itself, which serves multiple purposes because you got mm-hmm. floating, sinking, that kind of thing, and yes, then sir. you've got the backing. So, can you make a quick comment on all of those and how long sure. they last? Yep, you're going to go. Th- you're going to absolutely replace the the leader and the tippet. You know, that's first thing they replace in the, in the mm-hmm. beginning of season. You know, those you're, are disposable, for lack of a better term. You're changing those out throughout the season. Mm-hmm. The backing pretty much lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Unless it gets some sort of weird dry rod or something mm-hmm. happens, which is a rarity, that's going to last what, you. What, you, know, what, do you what do you recommend for, because, you know, normally it used to be Dacron, yep. uh, but uh, you know, with all the microfibers and, you know, and if you're after bigger fish and you want more capacity, what do you recommend for a backing? Well, in all honesty, if, you know, 20-pound Dacron is still just a good old-fashioned standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works well. There's no reason to really deviate from that, at least in a freshwater environment. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are chasing big game saltwater um, fish, and you do need that capacity, we do go to a gel spun. You know, mm-hmm. some folks have been using some of the more braided lines like you'd see in conventional mm-hmm. fishing, but there's straight yeah. gel spun backing designed for mm-hmm. the purpose. Interesting. And we really recommend that okay. rather than conventional lines. Right. Well, we're going to have to get you back on. We'll talk about fly line itself, because you know, we're talking about shooting heads, sinking lines, floating lines, uh, and it all depends on you know what you're doing and what you're looking for. And you can always change that out during the course of the day, too, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we're about out of time in this segment again, uh, Bart. But Ross Reels, uh, real quickly, how do we find you? www.rossreels.com. Well, yeah, I mean, in this day and age, just put R-O-S-S. Uh, reels or fly reels and they come up all over their place they're everywhere and they are I, I think that they're very top end but a very good value and made in the USA and made yes, in the sir. USA okay thank you Bart uh, you, you got are it listening. thanks again John have a great you, day you are listening to uh, Fish Talk Radio this is John Hagen and thank you S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at costabajaresort.com. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hayden in studio with Marco Farrell and Bart Lothman from Ross Reels. Uh, so much, but we've only got a couple minutes here. Now, first of all, um, what we want to try and finish up with is the whole point was this time of the year, how do you get ready for uh, the, the upcoming season. And we're not even going to get into the different types of reels that Ross makes for different reasons, and they make everything. And by the way, um, the reason I got in touch with Bart is because a very good friend of mine that is a world-class angler uh, guide, and I said, who do you, you know, who should I talk to about fly rods? And he didn't, he didn't hesitate. He goes, Ross Reels. You know, but now, they may not have... Um, some of the uh, mystique, you know, of some of the super high-end reels, but the quality is incredible, and they're not cheap because they're not it's not cheap equipment, but they're made in the U.S. and I think as value goes, they're probably the best thing you can find. Anyway, Bart, that was my opinion, but let's get uh, back and helping people get ready for the upcoming year. We were talking about fly line. Uh, how do you know if it's good or bad? Excellent question. And the easiest thing to do is just pull a little bit off the off the rod, or sorry, off the reel, geez, and get it between your fingers. And if you look at it, you'll visually see if it's got cracks in it, if you can see where it's collecting some dirt, it's done. It's time to throw it out and get a new line. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just an easy one. You see cracks, the line's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means all the plasticizers have evaporated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the If it's just dirty, you can clean it up a little bit. And then the way I like to test it 
is I just hold it with one hand, take my index finger, my thumb, hold the line, put a little pressure on, and then just slide my finger down the line. Mm-hmm. If it slides fairly easily and it doesn't do any kind of squeaking or squawking, imagine kind of what a balloon uh-huh. sounds like when you run your right. fingers okay. over it, um, then it's t- typically fine. You mm-hmm. know, if it's got a few spots in there where it does it, you're still probably okay for the season. That's the mm-hmm. real nice, easy way to check. Okay, because line, you know, the the um, fly fishing line usually doesn't get a lot of abrasions and such because it's you know it's not usually run over rocks and that type of thing, but uh, so the components themselves, you know, being basically plastics, if they dry out or um, you know get damaged by the sun, which is another thought of us thought too, is it uh, storing line? Is there any, any good ideas on that? Yeah, you just hit on the head. You want to keep it out of the sunlight, and you want a nice, even temperature. Not too mm-hmm. cold, not too hot. Honestly, the garage in my—or, sorry, the garage. The closet in my garage is fairly heated, and I just keep my gear in there, and my mm-hmm. fly lines last quite a while that way. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them in a hot car or out in the boat while it's baking, then cooling, baking, then cooling. Hmm. Okay. Well, like I said, it's not cheap, but it's probably the, the most important part of it. So, you know, you want to make it last for as long as you can. Absolutely. And is there any uh, people that are gearing up? Um, how many different types of fly line should someone have available to them if they're if they're not sure exactly what they're going be going to do tomorrow? Easy. I mean, it's a nice and straightforward, easy answer. Just get a nice weight forward floating fly line. Oh, that's okay. going to let you do ninety percent of what you uh, mm. what you want. Anything beyond that, we have sinking lines and stuff we can go into another time mm-hmm. that are real more situational and specific. Right. Just general everyday fishing and you know, right. a quality so, weight forward fly right. line. Can't so the weight weight forward makes it easier to cast distance, and then the floating will keep it on the water. Absolutely, and the weight forward also allows you to turn over nymphs and multiple fly rigs if you're doing that sort of thing as well. Hmm. Wow, fascinating stuff. Um, well, we're almost out of time, and you know, I, I want to talk more about Ross Reels, um, but we're going to have to go. But do you have just 30 seconds where you can tell us a little bit about Ross Reels? Well, we're based in Montrose, Colorado. We're a USA-owned and USA-manufactured product. Our reels are not only made here, but sourced here as well. So it's made right behind my desk, mm-hmm. and that's our big thing is quality at a Price that you can afford. Well, and of course, uh, unfortunately, Bart has to go out and make sure all this stuff is working right. <laughs> it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, John. Bart, thank you very much. It's been fascinating. You're a great guy. You've got a great product, and it's been a lot of fun, and I think we've helped a lot of people. Thanks a lot, John. You betcha. Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Marco, thank you for coming in and some great stuff, great information. We had a lot of fun. That was a great show. And we should do a three-hour show, but unfortunately it's an hour, so what can I say? Anyway, uh, fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to this show as many times as you want. And uh, just go on the front page. It'll be right there. Thanks for listening.